BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Team Toyota, they've been selling and servicing new and used Toyotas in your community for over 50 years. And you can reserve your next new Toyota with them today. You'll get a realistic timeline, and even in this crazy market, they won't charge you over MSRP. Or don't wait at all. With over 75 certified Toyotas, including a bunch of RAV4 and Highlanders, you can drive one home today. And you can always trust them to maintain your current vehicle. Their service and collision centers are high-tech, comfortable, and will save you time and money. Team Toyota can help you go anywhere you want, but they'll always be your hometown team. Just visit TeamToyota.net and choose from three locations in Langhorne, Glen Mills, or Princeton. Hey folks, welcome to the Phillies Talk Podcast presented by Team Toyota. I'm Corey Seidman, he's Jim Salisbury. We're here on a Friday morning as the Phillies move on to the second game of a four-game series in San Diego against the Padres, and the series began on a good note, Jim. The Phillies uh, winning that game over Joe Musgrove, hanging six runs on a guy who entered with the lowest ERA in the National League, and in that regard, they bounced back from a couple of losses to the Texas Rangers earlier in the week. Yeah, snapped a three-game losing streak, which uh, was a major challenge for Rob Thompson. I'm kidding. He'd got they'd gotten off to such a great start after um, he had taken over, and uh, but nonetheless, you don't want to be losing three games in a row, especially when you're in the situation that the Phillies are, uh, when you're trying to pull yourself out of a hole. And they certainly did a pretty good job of that uh, the first first half of the month of June. Uh, then they lost three straight. Um, Two in Texas. Yeah, good bounce back on Thursday night. There were some real positives in that game uh, for me. Uh, on the offensive side, Schwarber, who's really, you know, probably been right there with Harper and Hoskins, maybe even a little bit ahead of both guys in, in terms of leading this June rebirth. Uh, he hits another home run, a two-run home run, um, you know, to give you some uh, – you know, give you some offense. And then JT Realmuto hits a three-run home run. Looked like a hanging slider against Musgrove. Stayed on it really good. Hit it out to the right side. He had not homered uh, since May 26th. Um, and he's only got four on the year. So the, the the drop in power is, you know, it's a concern. It's a concern for him. Uh, you can see it in, in, in action. He's kind of been tinkering with his swing mechanics, his setup at the plate, his stride, his kick. Uh, leg kick, whatever you want to call it. He's been tinkering with uh, his mechanics in the batter's box since spring training. So uh, whenever you tinker in that much, it's a sign you don't really feel good. It's a sign you don't really have your confidence. It's a sign um, that you're not producing. So um, it all things, you know, your confidence can click quick with a, with a, with a good week. So uh, I, I guess, the, you know, they're going to be hoping that this is a sign of uh, JT warming up a little bit here uh, because he's been, you know, he's been really – uh, missing from this June rise and his offense has not been what it was in the past. Really the whole season he struggled. Um, and the other bright spot was Ranger Suarez maybe had his best start of the season. He's, he's another guy that's been looking to kind of recapture something here. 
Uh, so he pitches into the eighth. I thought he had really good command, only gave up two runs. He competed like he usually does. Um, so th- those those three things are all big positives, and, and, and you get a win. And now you have a chance to start another little winning streak here because um, you have Aaron Nola on the mound Friday night in San Diego, and um, he's been really, really good lately. Um, his last five starts, I got some numbers here. Um, his last five starts, the team is five and zero. Oh, he is three and zero. Oh. He's got a one nine three ERA, um, thirty seven and a third innings. He's only given up twenty five hits and just one home run. So that's really good because the home run has been um, a little bit of a nuisance for him. Uh, but he seems to have conquered a lot of demons here in these last five starts. He's eliminated mistakes, and when you eliminate mistakes, they can't hit mistakes. And you know, giving up mistake home runs um, has been a problem for him. So he's really cleaned that up. Um, great movement down in the zone. Um, and probably the most impressive thing is, um, in those 37 in the third innings, 35 strikeouts and, uh, just one walk. <laughs> so just one walk against his last 138 batters. And that walk is intentional or was intentional Sunday in Washington. He pitched eight shutouts. So he essentially has, he, he has not walked a batter. In five starts, the only walk he's given up is intentional. So great command, great control, and there's a difference between the two. You know, there's control and then there's command. Kind of command is is control within control. And he's had it all lately. Um, returning to ballpark where he pitched seven or took a no-hitter into the seventh last August, pitching against his brother's team. So I'm sure he'll be um, ready for this start on Friday night. And he, he has to come in with a lot of confidence given the way he's throwing the ball. The last five starts, and the team has to have a lot of confidence in him being 5-0 and in his last five starts. So he's the guy I think, you know, is a good guy to have on the mound as you look to try to – you ended the three-game losing streak, now you're trying to build a little winning streak. Aaron Nola leads the National League this season with the lowest walk rate and the lowest whip. Uh, he – you know, I'm glad you referenced the fact that he's only allowed the one home run over those last five starts because – Nola's never been like a high walk guy. He's always around the plate, but that has kind of got him into trouble in seasons past that, you, you, you know, as we talked about all throughout last season on two strikes last year, he was making too good of pitches, not necessarily the case this year. He's also pitched well against some pretty good teams. Like he, this run, this five-start run began against the Braves when he struck out 10 Braves and nearly went complete. And two starts before that, he allowed two runs to the Dodgers over seven innings, two starts before that one run to the Mets over seven innings. So we've seen Aaron Nola, it's not like he's, you know, posting these numbers by beating up on the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. He's pitched well against some good teams. And, you know, you look at it overall this season, a 3-1-1 ERA from 2018 to 2020, when Nola had three really good seasons in a row, he had a 3-1-3 ERA over that span. So he looks like he's pretty much back to the guy he was pre-2021. Yeah, and you mentioned he's pitched against uh, good teams. I don't even care if you're pitching against a bad team. If you make a mistake to a major league hitter, a guy who's earned his way onto a major league roster, that mistake's going to get tattooed. Um, uh, and he's just really done a great job eliminating mistakes, and he's gotten some chase down in the zone. He's got, you know, change-ups been really good. That breaking ball, that sweeping breaking ball has been really good. Down in the zone, he can ride you upstairs when he needs to with a fastball. Um, it just seems like he's, you know, he's been around a while. We've gotten to know him a little bit. Um, he's a Great team player. He wants the Phillies to do well every time out. And he was kind of denied a win by the bullpen last time out. He didn't care. He's like, yeah, we won the game. That's all that matters. But as, I, as we've gotten to know him, I, I think you can tell 
when he feels pretty good about himself. He's, he's not a boastful guy by any means. He's very, very humble, quiet. Uh, but when he's going good, he there is a discernible, um, you know, spring in his step. And uh, I've seen it lately, maybe mostly between starts, as he's out there walking off the field from his uh, – from his uh, between starts work, uh, just see a guy who kind of can't wait to get back on the mound again. And that's what I'm seeing right now from Aaron Nola. So really eager to see him pitch tonight. So, you know, you're talking about Kyle Schwarber hitting that 20th home run last night. That leads the National League. Schwarber has nine home runs in the month of June here. And it's not just been the long ball. He's at 291 in the month of June. His on-base percentage is 411. And he's, you know, cemented that leadoff spot for the Phillies. Coming into the season, a lot of us thought, I mean, I thought it was going to be the Harper Castellanos one-two punch in the three-four spots, giving pitchers the most stress. But really, it's been Schwarber and Harper, one and three, those two powerful left-handed hitters. It's like anytime you turn the Phillies lineup over, get to the top, it has been high stress for a pitcher because those two, it's not just that they can leave the yard on any pitch, it's that they're going to make you work. Yeah. Yeah, they they they're like they can, you know, they're like human pitch counters, those clickers. They can drive up your uh pitch count in a hurry. Um, you mentioned, you referenced, you thought it was going to be the Castellanos-Harper show or Harper-Castellanos. It needs to be that. Castellanos had a great second half last year with the Reds. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I know it was a great one. I remember following along uh, because he was going to be a free agent. You thought maybe it was a fit in Philadelphia. They need him to, to join the party here. They need him to join the party in a big way if they're going to um, – if they're going to make a run at a postseason. I mean, they, they had, they've had and they're having a great month of June. And uh, he hasn't done a whole lot. So he would be a huge addition. And as other guys, you know, it's baseball. Some, you know, you're going to be up some nights down, especially especially offense. Um, there's going to be some leveling off They in, maybe in pockets of that lineup. They could really use Nick Castellanos to get going, um, in, you know, starting Friday night. Uh, but definitely over the, over the bulk of the second half, you need him. You need Harper. You need Hoskins. You need Real Mudo. You need Schwarber to keep doing what he's doing. Um, if, if you're going to, you know, have, have a shot here. So um, it would be nice, like I said, if, if he could join the party, it would be nice if Real Mudo on uh, Thursday night, if that was a kind of a harbinger of things to come, if he's going to get going here. This Castellanos thing is pretty surprising. I mean, it's not just the end of the big second half last year. It's that over the last four years coming into this one, he was a 290 hitter. He's 40 points shy of that. And every night with the way that Schwarber, Hoskins, Harper have been getting on base, Castellanos keeps coming up in big spots. He has like 20 more play appearances with a runner in scoring position this season than anyone on the team. And I think he's fourth in RBIs. But just looking at these at-bats, it seems like he gets started with like a, a an outside corner slider almost every at-bat. And it's because he hasn't been able to do much with that pitch. And he often extends the zone and swings at that pitch. Uh, we are 70-plus games into the season here. Like, Do you think that uh, – have you seen any signs of – uh, you know, potential for Castellanos to turn this around in the second half other than the track record? Well, I was going to mention the track record to me is the big thing, and he is a professional hitter. He's been a good hitter for a long time. Uh, he's, he's a young man. I, I do think, you know, he's going to get going at some point. I don't know it, but the track record suggests that he might. Yes, there's a lot of chase on those sliders away, uh, and pitchers are just, you know, exploiting that. Yeah, he's got to lay figure out a way to lay off that pitch. Um, but, you know, he – I mean, he's changed teams. Um, there's an adjustment process. I think we saw it with Schwarber first two months. Uh, but, you know, at some point you got to get your sea legs and you got to adjust to that new team and you got to start doing some damage uh, because you're paid like a guy uh, that needs to do damage. 
Um, he made a comment last week in Washington um, uh, that, you know, it was in a bigger context. They were talking uh, – couple of reporters I was there and we were chatting with him about the turnaround and how things were a little bit different atmosphere wise under Rob Thompson and you know he made the comment that the the club everybody's happy and and um you know I asked him you know are you kind of implying that guys weren't happy beforehand um which they weren't they were losing um and he said he really wasn't implying that but he was he went on to say when you play the game with pressure and expectations it's less enjoyable um well he came to philadelphia it's a team that hasn't been to the postseason in 10 years he got a hundred million dollar contract the signing of, of of nick himself and of schwarber paired with recent additions over previous seasons of harper wheeler real mudo that raised expectations. Um, it's a hungry town, hungry for a winner, hungry, hungry for a baseball winner. Um, that creates expectations. That creates pressure. Um, there's a big paycheck attached to him. There was a big press conference attached to him in Clearwater. Um, all of that did more than just suggest that people are counting on him. I mean, in fact, they were counting on him to be a real difference maker. He was one of the reasons that expectations stoked. So maybe over the first two and a half to three months, some of those expectations and some, maybe he's feeling a little bit of it. Maybe, you know, gripping the bat too tight, you know, pressing. And it's a hard game to, to, to uh, play when you're pressing. It's almost impossible. To, you have to be in a relaxed state. And I'm not talking like on the couch laying down relaxed. I'm talking you have to be, comfortable and confident and feeling good about everything when you're in the batter's box. And maybe it's just not there for him yet, but, um, you know, as, as his stay in Philadelphia nears now three months, I have to think there'll be some adjustment. He'll feel comfortable, more comfortable in the batter's box. Um, whether it's just dealing with expectations, um, if he's pressing, he'll stop pressing and he'll produce. So, um, I'm a believer in the track record, um, and they need to see something from him going forward here um and it kind of needs to begin in the short term because you know you got a tough Padres team and did a good job getting off to a uh, a winning on a winning foot in the first game of the series but then you're going to face two real real tough tough teams in the Braves who I think they've won like 18 out of 21 unbelievable and then the Cardinals who are always good and they're good again both those teams come into Philadelphia and you're going to be on top of your game to all phases to beat them, all phases um, to beat those teams. And they need Nick Castellanos. Yeah, the Braves, man. The Braves just keep winning, keep uh, closing ground on the Mets in the NL East. Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, they're both red hot. And Ronald Acuna is setting the tone atop that lineup. So that's going to be a, an entertaining Phillies-Braves series next week. Uh, Jim, you know, I, we're going to talk about this a ton over the next month, but we're a little over five weeks away from the trade deadline. And if you just look at this logically, I mean, it seems like the Phillies would be shopping for bullpen help. Is there anything else that sticks out to you that you think that Dave Dombrowski could try to accomplish leading into the trade deadline, which is August 2nd this year? I think there are other needs, but I don't know how many of those needs that you can possibly fill with uh, the trade capital they have, uh, the limited trade capital. Um, but I, I, to me, the bullpen sticks out as area number one. Uh, loving the job Sir Anthony's doing. I think it's, you know, he's going to 
ascend here to the closest role, though. Rob Thompson will strategically employ him in the eighth inning if those were the biggest three outs of the game are, if that's quote-unquote where the save is. Um, but they need help at the back end. They could really need, use another lockdown arm. Uh, I think they could use depth in the starting rotation. And we don't know, you know, Eflin's got this right knee flaring up again. It looks like he's going to be okay for his next start. But until you see him looking like Zach Eflin, it has to be a little bit of a concern. Plus, they only really go five deep there. I think they could use more bullpen. I think shortstop and center field are issues that certainly you get in your, your war room with your executives and your scouts and your advisors. Those have to be areas that they talk about. Uh, improving. Uh, that said, Didi Gregorius had a great game on Thursday night at shortstop. Um, if he could um, just stabilize this thing for three and a half more months, he probably can live with that. Um, I don't know what they'll do in center field. Uh, Oduble Herrera is streaky. Verling is, um, you know, largely untested. Um, if one of those guys gets going or if that platoon gets going, you probably can you can get through there, but it might be nice to – that might be a nice area to to look to um, augment. But, again, I don't know how many things you're going to be able to do. I, I I really kind of agree with you. I think the focus has to be pitching, and within that, probably the bullpen. Yeah, those three one-year additions, I guess – yeah, three one-year additions in Knable, Hand, and Familia kind of going in different directions, right? Brad Hand has been pretty reliable. Corey Knable's been up and down. Drees Familia has been mostly down. Uh, they signed him to that one-year $6 million contract. He just hasn't materialized as a high-leverage reliever. So it's a good thing that Sir Anthony Dominguez has bounced back from a couple of lost seasons the way he has because the Phillies have needed that late in games. Mm-hmm. I, I still think Knable can bounce back. Don't ask me why. <laughs> um, I think as he gets a few more innings under his belt – uh, I, I, I think he's better than this. I, I yeah, really I was, like I was going to say, it does like when his struggles, they haven't seemed to the degree of like a Brandon Workman when he was here or a Heath okay. Embry, where every time the guy comes in, you're wondering how many base runners, how many runs. Knable's lost control of his fastball and his breaking ball at many points over the last month, but they're still good pitches. Uh, he still misses bats. So, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He could reestablish himself as a setup man or even reclaim that closer's role later in the yeah. season. They just need him to be an outgetter. I don't care about the role and the inning. Just be an outgetter, and that's going to start with getting confidence, in getting his breaking ball back, being able to throw it for a strike, getting confidence in it, uh, and then harnessing his fastball, putting it in good spots. And he really hasn't been able to do either here in the first uh, two and a half months of the season. But you know, I still like the ingredients. Um, uh, and I still, I'm not ready to give up on him uh, by by any means. Uh, and I agree with you on familiar. I think those are legitimate concerns. And um, you know, Brad Hand, um, <clears throat> he got the job done on um, on Thursday night, and um, he has a track record. I just don't think he's the same guy who produced that track record. Well, the Phillies are hoping they don't need a lot of bullpen help on Friday night behind Aaron Nola, who looks to make a sixth straight very good start. He's going up against Mackenzie Gore, the Padres rookie left-hander, who was the third overall pick in 2017. And a little later in the series, the Phillies are scheduled to face Hugh Darvish. So that's going to do it for this Phillies Talk podcast. He's Jim Salisbury. I'm Corey Sodden. We will catch you early next week leading into that big Phillies Braves series. Thanks for listening. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. 
they know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.